I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Thank you so much for coming here, everyone. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. It's time for the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. I just haven't perfected season four's like catchphrase yet. Hey, it's season four. You wanted oh, that's what we did. Okay. You wanted more? It here. Okay, that was that was the rehearsal. I'm I'm back. Okay, let's try this again. My name is Stephen Gregory Smith, and I'm Matt Connor. You wanted more? Here's season four of the Connor and Smith Show. Okay, so now we're, we'll, we'll workshop that. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a rehearsal. Always a rehearsal. Life is a rehearsal. That's right. Um, okay, so we have a special guest today, tonight, t- this morning, whenever you are listening to this, with a special DC star. Yes, tonight we have Tom Story. Um, We're going to learn about his story. story. He's never heard that one before. Um, No, we had a great time catching up with Tom. Uh, We're going to talk to him in just a minute. We will be right back. Hey, can you hear me, Tom? I can, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, clear as a bell. Oh, great. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm sitting here with uh, my co-host and husband, Matt. Hey, 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 hey! (laughs) What's up? Oh, gosh, we're just sitting here in our living room freezing. Oh, my God, it is so cold outside. Are you in the Washington of the D.C.? Yes, I live in Adams Morgan um, on like 18th Street. Yes, and uh, I've been out once because I cooked us dinner tonight and ran some errands and I, it was freezing. Like, it's just crazy. Is, is Adams Morgan still in operation? Yes, it is. You know, I've never, I've lived here in this neighborhood for five or six years. I've never stepped foot in there. I think maybe when I was like, home from college once I went there, but I, it's hazy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> is, isn't it a, a, a bar for straight people? Well, um, I think traditionally that is true. Now, of course, the, you know, Pitchers, which is the new gay bar, or it's not new anymore, but it's a popular one, is right across the street from where I live. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I don't really go there, although, uh, you know, if I needed to, I could just walk out the door. Convenient shopping. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yeah, it's very popular. And it's one of the first places that I went kind of like when things started opening up again. Um, There was an outdoor space, so I met some people there. But um, there's a long line on the weekends. And there's a lesbian bar uh, underneath, which is like the only lesbian bar in DC, I guess. Um, yeah, because there used to be that like phase, right over five. Where, yeah, on yeah on Capitol Hill, which had no windows. I know it was. I was always so curious. The same owners? 
No, 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 not related at all. I was gonna say, interesting. Wouldn't it be interesting if it was it was owned by the same person? And they was it was like you know, are you going to the are you going to the tops tonight or to the bottoms? <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the cur- Are you talking about pitchers? Or are you talking about the old lesbian bar? <laughs> I guess the old lesbian bar, because <laughs> the new pitchers is owned by David Peruza, who used to be a uh, manager at JR's and perhaps was responsible for Musical Mondays. Um, and then he bought his own place or he started his own business. So, ah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and, and, uh, a league of their own, the lesbian bar, um, is part of the same complex, but it kind of has its own space. Um, yeah. That's so awesome. Right. A league of their own. Right. This used to be my playground. <laughs> I feel like I haven't been to a club since the 90s. Oh, God. I know. I've never done well at them. Uh, <laughs> I have complete panic attacks. And uh, um, yeah, I just kind of hide in the corner. Um, although, you know, I don't know. Did you? You all didn't grow up here, right? I can't remember. Steven's from Pennsylvania, an right. hour from Pittsburgh, and I am from the, the Shenandoah University region. Yes, correct. Now I remember. So I don't know if you remember <clears throat> Tracks. Oh, yeah. Tracks exist when you got here. Okay. That's where I saw Taylor Dane. Oh, my God. And before I, she got all Trumpy. And right, there was an outdoor beach. There was like an outdoor sand beachy place. Oh, a volleyball court. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, and like sometimes a buffet. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. It it's yeah. Like has a mythical kind of memory for me because it, it's kind of the first time I ever went to a kind of gay queer space. I mean, we didn't say queer then, but um, I I don't know what I can say on here. Am I allowed to say whatever oh, I want? Absolutely, yeah. So I was just like, I mean, I it could have been in high school, and somehow they let me in. And I was in the bathroom and there were people having sex in the stall next to me. I, and I never knew if it was a man and a woman, a, a woman and a woman or two men or I, I, I never knew. But one of them was hanging upside down. <laughs> I'm not kidding you because their head and their hair, I could see like under the stall. So whatever was being done to them, they were like their legs were over the other person's shoulder and they were like moaning and their head was bobbing and I was scandalized. And I was like, is that, is that what I'm going to have to do? <laughs> and I hope they wash their hair. I really do too. After <laughs> you mean. Yeah. After. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Now that used, that was kind of where I guess now Nat stadium is right. Yeah. It's over there in that area. And it's <clears throat> funny cause, um, um, that, the lesbian bar that was on Capitol Hill and, uh, and there were all these gay bars back in the day. And, and the woman who cuts my hair, her mother was kind of the owner of some of them. And then there was this other guy who owned secrets and they were all friends. And um, so she always talks about that era, um, which we kind of missed. I think there was a real like, like underground, uh, like DC kind of like, you know, like members only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they all knew each other and those. Yeah. So 
Anyway, those days. Tom, where, where are you from? Where am I from? Well, I am original. My parents are from Arkansas. Um, I was born in Alabama, but then I, <clears throat> I kind of split my time in elementary school between Panama, where my dad worked, and Arkansas. And then I moved to DC when I was in the seventh grade. Um, and yeah, and I, I grew up in Alexandria and then like down in like Occoquan, Lake Ridge, Woodbridge area. Uh, yeah. So, and then I, I didn't live here for a long time, but I moved, officially moved back like 12 years ago. And DC Although, feels like, a, like it is kind of a big home. Oh, totally. I mean, DC is where I saw this incredible drama teacher in high school. And it's where I, I would go to arena um, for every show. And I would go, what was the Folger then that Michael ran, Khan. And I would see like, you know, Kelly McGillis, who was a huge movie star in Merchant of Venice. And I saw so much theater. Like, it's so funny because I just did Christmas Carol. And um there's like a, a poster backstage. It's kind of painted on the wall of Elmer Gantry, which was this musical. Um, <laughs> and I, when I, it was in middle school and my parents took me. Um, and I remember there was, there was, you know, like some of the lyrics were kind of questionable and we took my grandmother <laughs> and she was scandalized, but it's still there. I mean, I, I really did grow up like, you know, seeing early Woolly Mammoth, early studio everything at arena when there was a company, everything that Michael directed at the Folger. Um, I was a total theater nerd and I, you know, I had access to it, which is pretty amazing actually. That Elmer Gantry is uh, stage left. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I only know because we did Elmer Gantry at Signature, which I think was the second production of that. Um, and I know exactly what you mean. Um, but wait, Stephen, was that, is that the same version? Yeah. Well, uh, they I think it, rewritten. It was rewritten. Yeah, they were updating it, but um, but but yeah, I know. Anytime that I worked at Ford's, I'd always see that poster. Be yeah. like, what the heck is this show? Cool. And then I had, you know, then I did it, and then I knew exactly what the heck that show was. But people would say to us because they had seen it at Ford's, they say, "You guys are in Elmer Gantry? Oh my gosh, we saw that at Ford's back, blah blah blah. It was so good." Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't realize that must have been like, do you remember what year that was when you did it at SIG? 2015. Oh, so not that long ago. Okay. I think it was my gig right before we worked together in Oliver. Oh, wow. Somehow I missed that. I, I, did, I guess I didn't also think it was the same uh, ver or, or like a, a worked on version of that. But yeah, there was a guy named Casey Biggs who was in that, who also was in the company at Arena. And I grew up watching him and he, uh, and I ended up my first equity job, he was in it. And it was such a huge deal. It was in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Um, but like, you can't discount like the, the power of saying stuff when you're, when you're young and like actually interested in, in this. So, so you, you actually watched like, several institutions like grow and change their actual structure like studio changed and uh, Shakespeare yeah. changed and arenas changed and yeah I mean I I didn't you know because I have a kind of different I mean I, we all have different perspectives but I have been working in DC 
since I did my first show here when I was home from school um, in like 1995. Um, and Michael was running my school and he was running the Shakespeare Theater. And I was like in the ensemble at Carter Baron outside. But I, I, I was always hired for many, many years from New York. So I was an out of town actor, like quote unquote, until I decided to move back here like 13 years ago. Right. Um, but it always felt like my home and it was, you know, that was a big decision, but, but yes. And I certainly recently have seen lots of things change. I mean, I worked a lot at studio under joy um, and I've worked some under David, but it's obviously a different place. Um, and, uh, you know, Shakespeare is very different now and Wooly, which I never really worked at, um, but everything's kind of changing. And that's, you know, that is a thing. Let's talk about all the commas you have. You, what are the, I'll, I'll name some of the commas and you keep going. So actor, comma, mm -hmm. um, musicals, comma, <laughs> director, comma, um, teacher, comma, um, what's, what's the, 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 the rest of that plethora? Oh, uh, well, just like a human being and a, cook and a partner and a cook i'm a pretty good cook um yeah no i have done a lot of things and uh i think that that's why i have worked as much as i have because i have been able to do a lot of you know different different things um right you know, I have, I, I love, I thought that I was going to be this like big musical theater star when I was 15 and I was obsessed with, with musicals and um, I love them. I still love them. I marvel at the skill it takes to do them and the stamina um, and the ones that I've done have wiped me out. Um, I, there's still ones that I want to do. I just, um, you know, I, I don't, I think that when people talk about like divide people is like, Oh, they're a musical theater actor. I'm like, mm, careful. Those people are the most skillful, <laughs> um, talented people I, I know. So I would never say that I'm any, you know, I always say like, I'm not a triple threat. I'm a half a threat or maybe a threat. <laughs> I, 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 I used to really, I used to really be able to sing. I've never been able to dance and you know, Perhaps I can act. It could be debatable, but um, but I do. I love them. I love them, and I the ones that I have been in have brought me a lot of joy. Um, but you didn't start out. You started out wanting to be a doctor, isn't that right? That is correct. I uh, I went. Yes, that is correct. I mean, what I was kind always, of doctor? What? What kind of doctor? <laughs> uh, I wanted to be like a pediatrician or a neonatologist, which is like newborn baby doctor, oh, wow. um, which I think would have been so hard. Um, basically though, I was so obsessed with the theater, but I was really good at school and I was really good at science. And, you know, I went to Duke as an undergrad and, you know, it was like preordained that I was going to be like a doctor. And I got there and I was like, I, I can't, I don't know. I can't let this other thing go. And then I can't take organic chemistry. It's too hard. It's like not where my passion is. So I, you know, 
I decided not to do that. Um, I went to school for a long time to become an do actor. You, do you have medical uh, relatives or medical things in your blood that kind of made you think that that was the No, the no. I think that it's because I had a kind of like an early, early interest in it, right? I, you know, there was like this model of... Uh, a naked man, but basically it was an anatomical and you could see the organs and everything. And I, I spent hours building it and painting it and learning about like all those systems. It just was some weird thing that I, I was obsessed with, you know? Um, but I, I also, you know, was doing community theater plays when I was in middle school and, you know, all through high school, I did all the shows and, and all that. So, um, but yes, I did. So I was going to be a doctor and I tossed that out. And then I went to college and I graduated a year early because I was like, no, I got to get on with this. So then I went to drama school for four years and then I lived in New York for a long time and <clears throat> worked all over the country. And then I moved back here, um, you know, over a decade ago. So, and when I met Chris, my partner, we, <sighs> I kind of gave up my New York apartment. So he would bounce around with me in actor housing in DC. And then when I would go somewhere else, he'd stay with his sister. And, um, but we basically moved in together like after our first date. So. You went to Juilliard? I did, yes. So we just talked to Tracy Toms, who I, oh. I learned slowly that uh, you get a group number. <laughs> Were you what, what? Were you part of the group number? Yes, I was twenty-seven. And you were know, twenty-seven. Yeah. So Tracy was um, third, 30, 31? 30, 30, Yeah, we, thirty. Yeah, we were there at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's that's so funny because we just we talked to her and uh, her best friend Ryan Duncan right after oh, that. Oh my God! And Ryan Duncan went to the rival high school of mine. I saw Ryan Duncan in a play when we were in high school, and I was like, Oh my God, this kid is so cute and talented um but we had like no overlap um but but then tracy when i met tracy when she came in i was a fourth year when she was first year um she mentioned ryan duncan i was like oh we're from the same town so yeah it's a very small world but i love tracy um i haven't seen her in a long a long time but yeah i dated somebody in her class so i knew her class very well yeah, it was she was a hoot um, to talk to. And that's that's so funny that, of course, I didn't even put together that you were probably at Juilliard around the same time. Um, yeah. You had a, a, a so you auditioned for Juilliard for for Michael, I'm guessing. Actually, yes, I didn't know him yet, but I did. I um, I went up to New York and, um, you know, I had on a. a a vest. I remember that. Vests were very in style then. <laughs> and I perhaps had on a olive colored suede vest. Yeah. An ecru colored shirt. <laughs> and um <laughs> was the shirt collarless? What's that? Was the shirt collarless? It wasn't. That that wasn't a thing. I think that <laughs> came maybe a, a year or two later, but it should have been. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't. So and, and yeah, that was also a really crazy time because I had applied and you go and you audition with all these people and then you wait till half the day and then they post on a, or they did, they would post on a board like the names of people who got callbacks. And it was like two people out of like hundreds. 
And I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. And the crazy thing is that that day, uh, Carrie Preston, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's on, she was on True Blood. She's mm. on tons of TV. She's married yeah. to Michael Emerson, who's been on Lost. She was my monitor. And my hair was like, I had a lot of hair then. I think it was like really messy. And before I went in for my callback, she was like, I think you should go in the bathroom and check your hair. <laughs> and it was like, I looked like a fucking crazy person. And then also, then after that, like after you get called back, you have to wait for an interview if they choose you. And I was sitting in the hall with Sada Ramirez, who was like mm-hmm. a low down. And um, also, I mean, it wasn't really... It was a very hard school. I'm glad I went there, but I could never go through that again. Um, And it was also deeply competitive. And I remember all these people like walking through the halls and I was like, they, these people are so pretty. Like, and I felt like, you know, Quasimodo. Um, But anyway, I I got in and I learned a lot and it was a very, very hard four years. What was your piece you auditioned with? Oh, I did um, Jay Quiz from As You Like It and Andre from The Three Sisters. And I sang, they made you sing, but not to, more like to see if you could interpret, I guess, or yeah. sing Not A Day Goes By from Mary Lee. And do you the still- sad have, version. Do you, uh, do you still have those in your back pocket for- Well, I, I played, I, I, I haven't done a monologue in a long time, but I played Jay Quiz at the Folger like four or five years ago, so- um, and I would love to play it again someday. Um, and I didn't, I've done three sisters. I did three sisters at school actually, and played that part, um, in my fourth year. So, so you get here to DC. Um, I mean, I, I guess the thing that puts you on the map is the invention of love. Tom Stoppard's play at the studio, right? That is correct. Yeah. So, so tell us like how that came about and like, what 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 was so special it was was it just one of those things where it was like this is the perfect role for tom's story at the perfect time kind uh, of. yeah yeah it kind of was i mean i uh i had been out of school a few years i was still pretty young um that play was being done at lincoln center kind of around the same time that they were doing it at studio and they had called me in for an understudy track at Lincoln Center. And I told my agent I didn't want to do that because I read the play and I became obsessed with it. Um, then I saw that studio was doing it and my agent uh, sent me out for it. And um, they called me in for the wrong part. They called me in for like Moses Jackson, who's like the kind of athlete stud part. And I was like, that's not my part. Um So I remember going to this little studio in New York and Joy was there and I'd never met her, but I'd seen a lot of her shows. And she was like, oh, uh, you're here for Moses Jackson. I was like, no, no, I'm an A husband. She's like, okay. So I auditioned for it and I didn't hear anything. And I was in Seattle. The parade tour was in Seattle. And my boyfriend at the time was playing Brit Craig. And I was in Seattle and I get a call that's like, can you be in DC in two days? So I flew home early, I got to DC and I auditioned and I got it. And then it was with Ted Van Grietuysen. We played the same person at different ages and I'd never worked with him, but I'd seen him my whole life. And we just started working on it. And it was honestly one of those things where like right place, right time, right part, because it that play changed my life 
it changed my life in that it gave me, it made me realize what this community was and how I could uh, be a part of it. And working with Joy the first time was a kind of magical thing. And we've done maybe 10 or 15 plays together um, since then. And it, it just, yeah, I mean, it, it, the part spoke to me and it fit me and it got a lot of attention and it ran for a long time. And it kind of gave me, I, I had done some stuff that was, I'd done some pretty good stuff, but it was the first thing where I was like, oh, like this is, this is the kind of thing I want to do in my life. This, these are the kind of parts I want to play. And um, yeah, it was just, it was magical. So there's some there's some sort of um, like divine organization that happens and all these stars collides and everything in that experience just seems to be authentic, real, purposed and moving you forward. Totally. And totally. I'm sure there's been other shows, parts that you've done that have done kind of the same thing of like this. This is perfect for where I am right now and who I am. And I can tell this story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're. Um you know, you wish that every single one was that, but it, that's not possible, right? Um, so, uh, but I've, I've certainly had other ones. I mean, that is just kind of the first, kind of the first one. So it, and particularly because it was here in my hometown, like it has a lot of meaning around it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it's it's interesting, um, just on that same kind of subject line, <clears throat> pardon me, I swallowed water the wrong way. I don't have COVID. I think you're allergic to success. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, you can get COVID through the computer, but. <laughs> God, it's a computer virus now. I'm not worried. <laughs> Variant Q. Um, Tracy Thompson was telling us that she auditioned for Rent like seven or eight times and was told no, 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 no. Yeah. And then got the movie just from a video submission and then closed yeah. it on Broadway. Exactly. So it just wasn't the right time for whatever reason. And then she became like the last um, <laughs> Joanne. Right, exactly. And I auditioned for Rent seven, eight, nine, ten times and never got it. And did not close it on Broadway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was not in the cards. That was not in the cards. Um, but um, funny, I just saw it, you know, it's sick. Cause I, I, I mean, I was so obsessed with it and um, I was, you know, they were sending me to see it all the time and I kept getting so close to it. And um, it really is such a good show. It's, and it, it also has such a special place in my, in my heart. And Chris and I actually, we play it and we make up new lyrics because although I love it, some of the lyrics are a little hard to kind of piece together. So sometimes we just make up our own. I mean, I think, I think that that's uh, something that all like couples in the theater do. Um, yeah. It's, it's just a, God knows we do it. Who do you think you are? Barging <laughs> in on me and my guitar. No, that's Ooh, the real. Hey, yeah. the door is that way. Um, <laughs> I like to do Would You Like My Candle, but like as different characters, like sometimes I do Mimi as like very British, like <laughs> Julie Andrews and Roger is just like, can't, has like one note. Um, <laughs> I need to talk like that, like kind of like Cookie Monster. 
Oh my God. Um, for those of you who have never done a show with Tom, being in a show with Tom is a hysterically fun time uh, in the dressing room and backstage. Um, and that just reminded me of the time we intersected on Oliver at uh, Arena Stage. Now, before we get there, I just want to bring up, you have had a long, illustrious uh, career with many, many shows. I, I, I Google you uh, this afternoon. I don't know if you felt that, but that was me Googling. We looked you up on Spotify. Um, <laughs> I you wondered were, what that was. It was. You felt a tingling. Uh, yeah, in my bathing suit area. Were you in the movie Hush? No. This what? is the craziest thing ever. This is why people think I'm lying about my age and I'm like 70. I was like, that's 1998. That can't be true. Well, I mean, I was an actor in 1998, but I was, there's some weird IMDB nonsense. But then there's, there's something that I was like in a movie and like before I was born, I think. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't that's... know too much about it, but I was not in the movie Hush. I would have been in a movie before I was born. <laughs> So Tom's story is clearing the air. He was not in Hush People. Stop. I was not, no. I was about to be like, tell me what Jessica was like. <laughs> How was Gwyneth? Yeah, um, exactly. Well, I, well, yeah, that's another story. I Gwyneth Paltrow taught me yoga once, but. Another, there's that story. There was also that. Um, and she's very lovely. And anyone who says bad things about her is wrong. Um. <laughs> um, so I'm going to throw a few other show titles out, some of which I just like had the fortune of, you know, we're is this where that is, that is this that paddle game where you hold agree or and disagree in both hands or maybe just that. like a one sentence response. I saw this on the Graham Norton show with Patty Lapone. Yeah, right. Um, and, and and I was saying this the other night to to Bobby Smith. Um, it, it's so difficult, as you know, to see everybody's shows because you're always doing shows. Right. Well, in, in the before times, yeah. <laughs> in the Yeah, back when we were young. Um, but I'll just toss out a few. And um, so you played Andy Warhol in Pop. Yeah. Um, well, I never saw that. Yeah, we didn't I was to see dying that. to see yeah. that. That was mm. chained at the piano at Signature Theater every night. Right. Um, how was that experience? How what was it like playing such an iconic person? That was the easy part. The show was difficult. Um, there was a moment when Rachel Zampelli was crying in the corner with a notepad, choreographing a number herself <laughs> that we had not gotten to. Um, if I like ever wrote a book in terms of like nervous breakdowns, that would be nervous breakdown one. Um, <laughs> I ended up loving it. I ended up loving doing it. Um, but it was really hard getting there. I mean, did you ever do shows on second stage, those musicals? Um, technically adding machine was second oh, stage, right. but that was a little different. So this was kind of like, you know, throw it up there. It was a new show. It, it was really hard. I loved playing him, like getting the character and all that was the easy part. It was kind of just like getting the show up. Like, Somebody got hit by a fire truck once and couldn't do it. And her oh uncle came on and she had like, knew none of the lines, but all of the songs. So we had to improvise the whole play. And um, there are many, many stories around that. Um, a very special time. And I, and I became friends with Rachel and we are still dear friends. Gosh, can you just write a play? I know, I know noises off happens, but can we just see the part before uh, that doesn't have to play at all? And it's just 
what are the, what's happening on the stage? What's all this drama about? Oh yeah, no, that would be a really good play. Um, yeah, that would be a really good play. <laughs> um, I just, I, I will throw this out in passing. Uh, you, you played the stenographer. It's not the right thing, but the guy who t keeps the record in 1776. Isn't that oh, yes. I remember howling at you at one point <laughs> with laughter over just like you got exasperated. Perhaps. I mean, I was, I was on stage the whole fucking time. And for someone who has, I mean, I have like a, definitely ADD, but probably a milder case of it, but that was hard. I loved that show. I loved Peter Flynn. I loved that cast. So many crazy things happened during that in a, in, at the end, you know, secretary Thompson, right. Is that his name? You, you have to read off all of the, the delegates and something happened with the sound. And so I was like, New Jersey, Connecticut. And the sound keep getting louder and louder and louder. And by the end, I was like, cross-eyed and red-faced. And everyone else is standing up stage and they're hysterically laughing. And Peter Fling came backstage and he couldn't, he, he was like weeping with laughter. It was a total disaster. And then once someone brought a fish pie onto stage, there's the pie, you know, and usually it was made of chicken. And like near the end, they ran out of chicken pies and they brought on a fish pie, which smelled horrible. And you could just see the cast <laughs> whiff of it. And I couldn't keep it together. I yeah. So maybe I was, maybe you were laughing at me because I was being an unprofessional and I was laughing i don't know <laughs> no you see this is this is my favorite part about especially those long runs of yes. like the the things that yes we all are giving you a show a performance but there are moments of shall we say quiet and not so quiet living yes um where things just evolve um you and i did a show together oliver in 2015 at arena stage Yes. And you played Mr. Sourberry very hilariously. Um, and then in act two, um, you played what is the chair, the chairperson. Right. Uh, Chauncey, which was a totally kind of made up identity because yes. we were we were updating Oliver and it was such a different kind of process and we were stealing scarves but i don't know anyway um but we also updated oliver in the middle of rehearsal correct yeah correct i love i mean look molly smith is one of my favorite people to work with ever i think she is fearless she is malleable she is like the best leader one of the best leaders i've ever Met. And that took, I mean, whatever you want to say about what it was, that took a lot of courage to say in the middle, hey, we're going to like, we're going to change all this. Yeah. And it was almost after hearing our feedback and questions. Right. And it was, inc it, I agree with you about her. She's, she's fearless. And also she knows in the end that we have to be the ones to convey it every night. Right. And, uh, so Chauncey came around because of somebody you witnessed. Isn't that true? That is correct. Can I, you tell me that? <laughs> I saw a person and I, I don't, you know, I don't know their gender, but I saw a person um, 
who was dressed in the way that I, I thought the chairperson would be dressed. It was kind of just like an, I was like, you know, these people are like underground subversive and this person had a scarf on their head and lots of jewels and some boots and a skirt. And I thought, you know, I think that could be the chairperson. Now I would, since I am a cisgendered man now, I probably would not, I would not portray that person now. I, but I, the thing is, I don't know if that person, how they identified gender-wise. I just like the way they looked. So that's kind of what I did. You just found them interesting. Like this person's fascinating. And um, yeah, and so they let me just, they let me develop chairperson who did, you know, wear a skirt and a, it was kind of a little Edie meets, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who Little Edie met. <laughs> Little Edie met, like, uh, Vladimir Putin. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> what I loved about that, that was Um Papa, right? That opened Act yeah, 2. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I developed a character of a drug dealer. Yes, I remember. Mainly so I wouldn't have to do all of the dance breaks. Here's my trick that I always do. I'm always a drunk or I'm always a drug druggie because they make you be not 100% skillful. Yes, it's so, yeah. Yeah, it's such a good strategy. And, and you can always choose to pass out. Yes, totally. Those dances were hard too. Yeah. I mean, I still do the little clappy hand up and down thing. Uh-huh. It's but, catchy. Well, it took me so long to learn it. I'm like, I'm going to do it at home. Oh my God, we would come into the theater in character, make our way down through through the, the, the audience, just acting of mess, saying yeah. things that, oh my God, yes. I still laugh about. I would just follow you because that was the other thing. Um, Chauncey and the drug dealer apparently had a on and off again, on Love again thing. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, the um, things you would say, I can't even recall, and it's probably best I don't, but I would die. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes, and, I know. And then we were the gayest um, police officers in London. Yeah, and that is when, that's when I panic. When somebody is like, you know, that's why like musicals in particular, I'm like, oh, okay. Because usually you end up having to play like a police officer or like a, dock worker or something um and that's when i start to sweat when i'm like when i have to put on like hyper butch because i know nobody's buying it you know um <laughs> when they put me in a police costume i get real real nervous <laughs> it was hysterical it was like meet you ian anthony um right but didn't we have to like didn't we have to catch fagan with a rope Oh, God, yeah. No, no, Bill Sykes. I mean, Bill Sykes, yeah. And then, like, slam him down a trap door and then, like, jump back, recoil in horror, because we were always yeah. worried about the actor and about, like, what are we doing? Oh, my God. Totally. But, you know, I got to say, that was another wonderful experience in my life. Like, I loved that cast. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, I love that cast. Now, Jake, little Jake is all grown. I can't, I can't even discuss it. Um, but, uh, but also like under, did you understudy? I can't remember. Isn't that true? Um, 
I think I understudied. Yeah, I understudied uh, Paul. Oh, uh, right. Bumble. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And I understudied Fagan and Sue White, you know, stage manager Sue White has a policy where you have to come in on the first day um, and run the show. Mm -hmm. and, and I was so terrified of that, that I learned, I learned it, you know, because I was like, I don't want to be the one. And I was so like, oh no, this, I hate this. Like, I can't do this. And I was so relieved when that first day came and I was like, oh, I, I know it. I could go on if I had to. So um, that was another thing I found fascinating about that project was the understudy process. Cause I haven't understudied that much cause I'm not very good at it actually. Um, it's really hard for me. Um, cause it, it just takes me a long time to get stuff. But I thought that was a very valuable thing also. Um, I'm, I'm trying to cram everything. I just had to touch on that show because we had such a yes. crazy time. Um, you, you've been with Chris since 2007? Um, I'm not good with dates, but it'll be 15 years next month. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how is Chris? He's good. He's good. He's taken, um, I mean, we both, I mean, I took a forced break from doing theater. I had like two, almost two, two years of work canceled. None of it mostly to return. Um, fortunately, Chris has had a job the whole time and he had taken a promotion to see if he liked it and whatever. Um, and that has been great. Uh, he's kind of taking a break from theater mm -hmm. right now. And I think he's okay with it. And so, so how have you gotten through the past two years yeah. of all this craziness? The crown. <laughs> <laughs> the crown. Um, yes, I actually haven't watched The Crown, but I am obsessed with Ozark. Um, well, uh, I was lucky. I was doing a show that closed Shipwreck at Woolly Mammoth, which was a new play. I'd done like two new plays back to back. And I had worked so much that I got into the unemployment system the week before the world collapsed. So I had assistance in that way for a long time. I did a lot of online uh, Zoom stuff. Um, you know, Chris has a job. Uh, basically, I, I kind of needed a break. And... I also kind of needed to withdraw for a little while. I got off social media for six months and um, during, you know, all of the turmoil um, around many things. But I, I was having, I was like, this is, my mental health is not good. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. I was like, I started taking classes, which I ended up not doing. <laughs> Um, I thought about going back into like some sort of medical thing. Um, but really I started cooking. I mean, I swear to God, that is what has gotten me through and I learned how to cook. And so I can do it now and I'm good at it. I'm not like a chef, but, um, so every night when I would be like, oh, this is when I'd be doing a show. Right. And I would feel like anxious or weird that I wasn't doing anything. I would just cook something else. And I, truly learned how to do it yeah um and that got me through plus you know we have big families and we had you know some difficult things happen in our families and things that if i were in a play i would not have been as available 
to deal with. Um, you know, um, like a terrible tragedy in Chris's family, his brother-in-law passed away at 43 and he has three kids. And um, that was, you know, not from COVID. Um, that was really hard, but but we were able to be more available. And then, you know, my parents are getting older and so I've been able to be more available to them and I can go to birthday parties. Um, and so all of that has kind of, I mean, I'm still in it. Like, how do I, how can I still have all of that and do this with my life? Right. So, and you know, I will say Ford's, I just did Christmas Carol, um, this truncated version just for this year. And they went to five day work weeks, which is life changing. I, we finally had the memorial for Ryan, our brother-in-law. And it was during tech. And I said, you know, I, I have to be there. I have to be a part of this. And they gave me a whole half day off during tech. And it was, I was like, this is what it has to be. Right. Sorry, but this is what it has to be. I can't sacrifice everything for this. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I was going to make a living, like job to job to job to job to job. Can't go to this. Can't go to, you know, I'm sorry you're turning 16. I can't go to your party. Like, my beloved nephew, whatever. And I, I'm, I'm over that. <laughs> yeah. I'm over that. Yeah. I mean, and, and through all of this, I feel like everybody's been reset mm -hmm. has, has had a, a moment to breathe to kind of reassess what is important and what isn't and, and question. And I, uh, I mean, it's okay to also know what, not know what the next step is. Yeah. Yeah. But to take the journey. It also feels like, your your notoriety as a performer or a director is basically just giving to a legacy that is just going to be giving to an institution a legacy that you will eventually be forgotten about but you're there you know just killing yourself to make sure that institution survives under uh yeah it's interesting yeah no that i mean that is like another 45 minute conversation but um, yeah, I mean, what does it mean that our town, which I don't know if you know, was we were supposed to be rehearsing now, but has been postponed, um, is my 15th show at the Shakespeare Theater. Like, does it mean anything? Because it, it it's not like it's not it's under a new a new person who doesn't know me, you know? Right. I mean, I knew Mike. I met Michael when I was 20. Right. Um, uh, so. So yeah, what does it mean? What does your contribution mean, especially as an actor? Um, and you know there's 20 people behind you waiting to get into that position right. or ready to replace you. And I've never thought, I've truly, and this is the truth, I have never thought that anybody owed me anything. And I kind of have always gone into it with that. I have been surprised and happy when, when people have been loyal to me and a lot of people have. And I value it so much, but I don't, you know, I don't expect a new person to come into town and give me a job. Like I'm going to have to go through that whole thing again um, of, you know, proving myself and doing good work and showing up on time and, you know, contributing. Um, but girl, mama, mama's tired. I just want to cook some chicken piccata, you know? <laughs> yes or like tom's taco truck or something oh i made tacos tonight actually see um <laughs> chipotle honey shrimp tacos that were so delicious 
show up at arena stage after the show at 11. Exactly. And my, <laughs> my food truck. Beep, beep. Look at me now, Molly Smith. Um, welcome, everyone, welcome to Act 3. Exactly. <laughs> well, the chairperson's taco truck. Oh God! I would I would be first in line. Yeah. Who's the Who's the playwright that writes like the three hour plays? Oh, which one? Oh, you mean the the, the one we just saw with uh, Naomi? Uh, no, no, Nancy no, Robinette. Nancy Robinette. Uh, John. John. Oh yes, uh, Annie Baker. Yeah, Annie Baker. We could call it the Annie Baker food truck because it's it's going to be there for a while. Oh yes, that's good. <laughs> hey Tom, before we go, I know Stephen, you're probably looking at the time and I, whatever, but. Before we go, I just want to ask you mm -hmm. if you had, if it, I want you to name some uh, a play or a musical that either you would really like to be a part of because of the characters or the story or the uh, message it has, or a show that you would really, really like to get uh, a chance to direct in your lifetime. Such a good question. Um, such and it can't be John. It won't. It won't be. It can't um, be done. <laughs> it won't be. Um, let me think. Let me think. I've been thinking about this because of some other projects that I've been doing. There's a there is a Truman Capote one person show called True that I want to be in, but I want someone to a director who I know and love and trust to go in and maybe make it into a one act. Um, I, there's a play called um, The Baltimore Waltz, which tons of people have done, but I just saw Mary Louise Parker do a Zoom reading of it. It's been in my life forever. Um, I saw it when I was in high school and I did it in school in my senior, at, at Juilliard in my fourth year with my best friend. I've probably seen every production that I could and I want to direct it because I think that reading it after um, COVID, it has a different kind of resonance. And I do think it has survived and could, you know, um, be something that would illuminate the current pandemic, even though it was written about uh, the past pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's a play called um, Harry Clark that, that um, I've tried to get someone to do, which is another one person show. Um, by David Kale, which I really love, and I would love to do that or direct it. I mean, there's a huge list, but but yeah, that's that's the top of mind. What's that? I said that's the top of mind. What is those those three? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I've never done a Sondheim except for um, uh, Forum. So I mean, I'd like to do one of those at some point. I have a feeling there's going to be a bunch happening. I have a, oh, really? <laughs> Why would that be? Why ever would you think that? Um, so I guess the next up for you is Our Town. When That's been postponed a little till when? So we start rehearsal in um, April and then open in May and it runs into June. Um, and the great thing about that, I mean, I've done it and I, I love the play and I've played the part I'm playing, but it's, it was a, an entirely local cast. And I don't know if this is true, but I think it's true that in the history of the Shakespeare Theater, that has never happened. I mean, it's certainly no show I've ever done there has been everyone who lives here. And so that was the idea. 
Um, and Michael John Lacusa is writing sort of an uh, underscoring for it. Yeah, he is. He is. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. So we'll get to hang out with him. Yeah, so that happens. And then I'm, I'm doing the first show at Ford's, which is Trip to Bountiful um, with Nancy Robinette. And um, well, it hasn't been announced, so I may not be able to say that. But it I, may or may not. Allegedly. Allegedly, we're doing it. Ken yeah. Gilbert, Nancy, and me. So yeah, it, and, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that hush movie. We're not really sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah, you know, I have stuff. And oh, and I'm teaching at Georgetown, which is a lifesaver because our town got, you know, postponed. So I'm not getting that Shakespeare theater money. But that is also fascinating. And and I've um, I'm learning so much and they're great, brilliant kids and it keeps me up way on my toes. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Tom, thank you for spending time with us. We really enjoyed catching up with you and learning a little more about you. As um, long as you need us. <laughs> um, that's, that's the song that Tom would reach over and grab my hand. I just saying as long as you need us. <laughs> No, that's not. Oh my God. We should write. We should write like a little offshoot called Chairperson, and I forget what your name was. Hi. I, I don't know. I, I think it was just drug dealer. I was not feeling imaginative. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, I I have some connections. I could probably get that into the fringe. Right. <laughs> we could even just call it fringe. Oh. <laughs> All right, Tom. We love you. Have a wonderful night. We hope to see you somewhere sometime soon. We just know it's not going to be at tracks. It's not going to be at tracks. You're right. And that's sad because I'd hang you upside down in that bathroom stall. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, then I would be in a league of my own. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Thank you. I miss you. I hope to see you in person. Uh, absolutely. In the, in the after times. Hopefully they're coming soon. Thanks, Tom. We're on our way. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Oh my God, that was hysterical. I love Tom. Tom is so ridiculously talented and hysterical. Um, and if, if anyone here listening has not uh, got the chance to see Tom live on stage, uh, if you know that he's performing in a show, um, by all means, get yourself a ticket. Uh, Tom is... Um, I think Tom, I think watching Tom on stage is sort of like taking a little, a, a master class in acting and character development. He always makes very um, definite uh, choices in his characters and he is just Brilliant. delicious to watch on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love you, Tom. We, we hope to see you in person sometime soon, safely. Um so thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you want to know more about us, you can always visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can also find us on Facebook at Connor and Smith. Again, Connor with an E-R. Can't say enough times. Um, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Really helps us out. Thank you to the very warm reception of the first uh, four episodes, five episodes we've done. It, it's great to see everybody coming back as listeners and growing. Um, it is really encouraging. And thank you all for all of your feedback and uh, yeah. And just sharing the podcast with your friends. If you had a good time listening to it. So until next time, um, keep, uh, keep, uh,
Oh gosh. Keep a what? Keep a keep a going. Keep a keep on going on. Keep chugging. What, uh, what do the kids say these days? Um, I don't know. Keep, 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 keep smiling. Keep no when you can, can always count on count on me for sure um yeah i don't know season four see that's What's the season, season four? four that's what we are for yeah we're, we'll workshop that out yeah of yeah let us know how we're doing bye bye, bye.